What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On Man, a 3% Man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. Damn, it's a fine 3% day, man. A fine 3% day, I tell you. If you haven't done it yet, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Also, please take a moment and give us a five-star review. It helps us out in the search algorithms. So this week's episode was pretty fun to record. 3% brother Pedro Flores joined me from Texas to discuss shit tests and red flags. We also talk a little bit about his 3% path. I'll bring you that conversation to you right after this word from this week's sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. All right, I got Pedro Flores with me coming in hot from near Houston, Texas. What's up, brother? What's up, man? How's it going? It's going pretty good. So we were... Uh, I think it, you were commenting on the, the the most recent podcast episode that dropped, and you said that we should do an episode on shit tests and red flags. Yeah, man, that, that's um, a topic that doesn't get brought up enough on the uh, on the group chat, I believe. But uh, I do see uh, I do see some guys they'll post like a text interaction with with some chick, and they're like is this a shit test? <laughs> Cause I guess some people don't understand it. I assume everything's a shit test. Yeah. That's the mentality you got. You have to go with. I was, I forgot what, which book was it? Uh, the rational man. No, I forgot which book was that I read. Oh, I think it was a video and it was like, man, every, I assume everything's a shit, shit test. Cause, uh, Cause it could seeing, be. It, yeah, because it could be. Yeah. 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 And, and sometimes chicks don't necessarily realize. Adam, yeah. They don't realize. It's like automatic. Yeah. It's like automatic. It's like, yeah. I don't know where. Like some of it's very conscious, 
I had a I had a gal once. Uh, this was before I started reading Three Percent Man, stuff like that. I had this gal that I didn't even make it to a first date with, and she was texting me back and forth, and and I was in the habit at that time of doing too much texting, like almost all of us have been at one point or, or another. And she flat out fucking told me that she wanted to put guys in certain situations to see how they acted because her ex-husband was such a, like a, an abusive fucking asshole. Mm. So she was like, I kind of want to put guys in a position and see how they react. And uh, every time I hear the term shit test in these books or in like a YouTube uh, channel, I immediately think of that chick because she was <laughs> actively doing it and she, she was telling me she was going to do it. So, but hey, uh, if, if they help you, they like you, right? That's yeah. Culture, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. If they, yeah. If they like you, they help you. They're not trying to shit test you too much, but I think like all women will eventually shit test you, whether it's like small, you know, whether they realize it or not, you know, they, there's some little things can, can absolutely be a shit test. So that being said, what, like, what kind of shit tests have you seen? Well, uh, I'm short. I'm five, six. Okay. So a lot of girls will comment on my, on my height and oh. they will say, you know, you're too short for me when, you know, whenever I go ask them out and before I will try to like logically, you know, Oh no, you know, I'm, I'm, just that's the way I'm built or I will come up with rationally. Yeah. Thinking, hey, no, I'm good enough. You know, like, like the book tells you know what, no, not what to do. So next time I think I saw a video and next time that I, a girl told me that I told her, uh, she told me you're too short for me. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm a midget, you know, even with high heels. <laughs> and she's like, Oh shoot. <laughs> and she laughed, you know, cause you break, you break the tension, you know? Sure. With little, yeah, with those little comments. So, uh, have you read Atomic Attraction at all? Yeah, like, you have. Uh, I think in, within a month, I, I read it uh, six times, seven times, I think. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you're you probably read it the same amount as me then. What I think, like Atomic Attraction, I, I feel like out of all the books I've read, explains how to handle shit tests the best. Because they say there's basically two ways to handle a shit test. You either act indifferent, and that's sort of the Corey Wayne way, yeah. or you agree and amplify. And so your quip about, well, yeah, I'm a midget. That's uh, a agreeing with her and yeah. amplifying. Exaggerating, like uh, I think they, that's a term they use. Yeah, yeah. And so it's sort of like it immediately disqualifies their shit test with humor. And like, yeah, that, that, that like I'm... That doesn't always come naturally to me, though. Do you, are you more of a? No, I'm still in the in the process, but I'm getting better. Because before, it would take me like five seconds to to get it. Uh huh. But now I'm getting a little bit quicker. Whenever girls come with that uh, chat test, yeah. Sometimes I can answer them correctly. Sometimes I don't. But I'm like, you know, it's it's a process, like Corey says. Imperfect action is better than no action, right? I would say so. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm getting better, but, uh, you know, for the guys out there, man, you gotta, you gotta go out and practice, man. Cause that's one of the biggest mistakes I made. I read the book, I listened to all the videos, but I didn't go practice, man. 
And I think I told you about it, right? I texted you about it. Uh, yeah, you might have. The girl that... Uh, uh, the girl that, that I went out with last year, she shit texted me a lot. And, you know, it wasn't like... Mm, what's the word I'm looking for? It wasn't like verbally. She did it more like uh, physically. Oh, okay. And psych psychologically. So, man, she broke me down. Like, I thought I was good, man. I read the book. I'm like, man, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, you know, all excited. But that girl got me good, man. So... <laughs> Uh, after that, I was like, fuck this shit. I got the book again. Yeah. Uh, reread it. And then I work night shift. Okay. So I go to, the, I work for a uniform company. So I go to these companies and there's nobody there. And so I'm listening to my, to my music. Well, before it was music. Now I hear the book or the podcast. Okay. And I reread the book over and over again. And but it didn't click. Like, you know, it took me 10, 15 times. Yeah. And then about a month ago, I found Atomic, atomic Attraction. Mm -hmm. And I reread it. And then once I reread it twice, everything that Corey was telling us, it makes sense. Like, you no, know, it clicked. Yeah. Like that. And then shortly after that, uh, I found you guys on the, um, on the group chat. Yeah, because the, they said uh, recommended. The yeah. yeah, the three percent man Facebook group. Yeah, I said recommended podcast, and you showed up, and I'm like, oh shoot! And then I clicked on it, and you had like six episodes, I believe. Okay. And so on that day, I listened to all of them. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta go, you know, and uh, and join this group. So I think you guys was it yesterday that you guys were talking about um, how to join the group. Yeah. So, uh, so we always, I always record these podcasts ahead of time. So the guys that are that when they're listening to it now, it's going to, I think it's January, this is going to publish, but at the time we're recording this, we just released the episode with uh, Luke and I, where we're talking about how to join the 3% man Facebook group, because, you know, eventually people are going to hear the, like, they're going to uh, find this podcast through their whatever podcast platform of choice, or they're going to Google it and stumble across the podcast. And then like, I promote the, I promote the 3% man Facebook group on the, on the podcast all the time. So it's inevitable. Someone's going to hear about it, click on the link in the show notes and then go try to join the group. And if they haven't read the book, and they don't, they're not going to be able to get in because uh, it's, we're, we're, we really want that group to be a very quality, high quality group, but not just like a, a regular Manosphere group or, you know, Red Pill, or I guess uh, I just had an episode with uh, Guy Gustafson from Israel, and he refers to it as Black Pill, guys who have read like Rolo Tomasi's books and are just bitter towards women because like they think women are all gold digging bitches and stuff. And we're trying, we, we don't want those types of guys in the group. We want the group to be a positive place where we learn and understand women the, the 3% man way. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, man. I, I, and I agree with that, man. Cause you know, I had the idea. I'm like, man, I can't believe this is not a group about, you know, um, Corey Wayne, you know, cause uh -huh. I was searching last year, I believe. And I was looking for, for groups to join. And I was like, should I make one for, you know, for my area so I can meet other guys around my area? But mm -hmm. I didn't go through it. And I was like, mm, I forgot about it. 
And then sure enough, about what a year later, yeah, I found the group. I was like, oh shoot, I guess somebody did make one. There was actually a, a second group for a while there that actually predated the three percent man group that I promote in the podcast. And Chris, who's the uh, the founder and the admin of the three percent man Facebook group. He was he was doing the same thing. He he had read the book a couple of times and wanted to, you know, converse with like-minded three percent man students. And he didn't he didn't uh, find the original group. And so he's like, oh, there's no group. I'll create one. And so he's cre- he created one. And then uh, out of the woodwork, we started. People started noticing that there was two groups. And I think the other group just disbanded completely. Like maybe a month or so ago at the time of this recording, I think it's gone, which is good because according to some of the other guys in the group that were a member of both groups, uh, I referred to it on the, on the podcast here as as the bizarro world group, (laughs) but uh, the bizarro world group had uh, from what I hear, just, you know, a bunch of red pill guys, like posting shitty memes, you know, like not adding like valued content where guys can go there and learn or discuss things that they're learning or things they're having problems with and stuff like that. So we try to stand out, you know, cause yeah, we don't, and you guys, you guys do a stand out. Cause I see, I see you. I love Paul when Paul does his videos mm-hmm. and what's the other guy's name, but uh mustache, I forget his name, Steve, Steve. Yeah. Steve. Yeah. Steve. I mean, I like yeah. whenever you guys make like post something or uh, what's, what's the other one? Jose too. You know, yeah. you guys post something, you know, like, oh, shoot, I read them like, oh, shoot, you know, I like what I what I read, you know, it adds uh, value to. to yeah, uh, it, it's kind of nice because um, like, so I'm a, I'm a part of a group chat with all the other admins. And uh, for some reason, Steve sees in that group, but he's not an admin technically, mm-hmm. but we were all having a group chat conversation about that, but but one of the things we like about the 3% man group, and we like the homegrown content we have. You having a technical difficulties there? (laughs) (laughs) No, I got to turn the fan, man. It's it's hot. Oh, got it. Yeah. So, so yes, Steve and uh, Chris, we were all talking about how we like our homegrown content almost better than going to Corey Wayne's YouTube channel and, and watching some of his videos. But uh, I mean, still, you can't you can't beat the coach. Yeah, you can't you can't beat the coach, man. Because uh, <laughs> have you have you seen his uh, podcast on Spotify? That's where I listen to all the videos. And I think he has I don't know how, how many he has, but I listened to all of them already. And then yeah, I haven't someone's... listened. I haven't listened to him on Spotify, but they're just the audio of his yeah. YouTube channels. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so it's nothing special, but you know, for me, it's easier because you know I can listen to it. You know, sure. Yeah, for sure. So, oh, yeah, uh, so, so bringing the uh, topic back around, so we were originally talking about uh, shit tests and red flags. Time. So we talked about shit tests. There's two ways to really handle a shit test: indifference or uh, agree and amplify. I had a recent situation. Um, I, I posted about it on the page last night, but my uh, my girlfriend, Marine Corps girl, uh, found the podcast, listened to it. Not only does she listen to it, her mom listened <laughs> to it. So uh, if you guys are listening, what's up? Um, 
but yeah, she brought it up and I was just like, Oh wow. Okay. I mean, I, so she had brought up that she had found the podcast before and she was asking me like how to add it to her phone, how to like subscribe to it. And I was like, this, this podcast isn't for you. So I warned her about it. And, but somehow she's still like, before I explained to her, like what sort of things we talk about on this podcast, she had already sent it to her mom and she didn't realize, but her mom listens. She listened to every episode so far. And so she was telling me this last night and I was like, oh man. So like the only, the only thing I could do is just being different about it. You know? (laughs) And I said, well, uh, I go, you know, honestly, all those episodes probably aren't that bad, but I go, the one that you might want to see if your mom listened to was the tale of two train wrecks episode. Cause that one gets kind of graphic, you know, especially with, uh, uh, I, I guess I'm calling her blackout chick now. Cause that chick was insane. Uh, so there was some graphic talk there, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but you, you gotta own it, man. Cause you know, if you show that it, that it bothered you or, yeah. or you know, yeah, like if I got mad, like, why did you do? I told you not to watch it or told you not to listen. Like, yeah, that, then I would be a dick and I would have failed that, that little yeah, shit well, test. But never lose your shit, uh, you know, around women, man. That's it was pointless. It's, yeah, pointless. it's pointless. It's absolutely pointless. Uh, Coach talks about the book, you know, where he doesn't say like losing your shit, but he talks about arguing with women. He says yes. you're better. You're better off hitting your head in the head with uh, hitting yourself in the head with like a ball peen hammer or something mm-hmm. like <laughs> <laughs> or smashing your fingers with a with a hammer, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 totally pointless. Yeah, and then uh, I think there's like different um, type of tests that women do. I think one is uh, the one you were talking about, and then another one is like a compliant test. I think this one is talked about in Atomic Attraction. You know, when a girl tells you, "Oh, buy me a drink." Mm. And she's seeing if you're gonna comply with their um yeah yes the the one in atomic attraction i know exactly what you're talking about the the example given is uh a guy and his girlfriend are at the bar the girl takes a sip of her drink she doesn't like it because it tastes like crap so she says here let me taste your drink and she goes "Ooh, i like this i'm gonna keep this one and like later on the night she noticed that the boyfriend that she stole his her like his drink she goes, oh, you didn't drink that? And he goes, no, it's terrible. And she goes, well, if you drink it, then I'm going to give you the best night of sex of your life. And he's like, oh, okay. And so he like just does what she says and drinks it. Yeah, I comply. And then when he goes, when they go back to her place, she's like, I'm drunk. I'm not, I'm not going to give you sex now. And it's like, the guy's like, but you promised. She's like, I didn't promise you shit. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he lost his shit. Yeah, um, yeah, they got mad about it like like a like a baby and yeah, yeah but you know uh, a good way to handle that test is like you know uh, why don't you buy me a drink better and you know get to know me some shit like that you know or just st- just I would have just stood my ground I'd be like no that that tastes like shit I'm not drinking it no personally man yeah no no, no. I mean no no when, uh, whenever you, you go to this uh, well I don't I don't think you go to bars anymore but whenever well I don't drink. But sometimes I go with my friends because I like to be uh, the, the designated driver. Mm-hmm. And sometimes girls will tell me that. Then I'm like, uh, I'm sorry, Suhar, I don't buy, you know, women drinks at all. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah. what? You don't want <laughs> you know, and they're like, you don't want a piece of this? I'm like, you're not going to give me a piece I'm of that. Anyway. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> man, I'm good. 
It's like, uh, I don't know if you uh, heard uh, Coach, uh, I think it was Monday uh, podcast. He says, uh, that's on the, the China Twins. I, I can't pronounce the name. China Twins. Shania Twain. Yeah, there we go. That's on that. That don't impress me much. Yes. Like, he's like, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, that doesn't impress me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah. I might have even like, stab back at them you know if they're like oh what you don't want to buy me a drink you don't want a piece of this i'd be like are you saying that i could buy you with a pe- with just a drink it's pretty cheap it's shit like that man then um uh, a pretty common one that i get i don't know if you can tell from the computer but i have a uh, vital lago yeah this the skin yeah the blotchy skin yeah, stuff skin yeah condition yeah so I got girls will, will comment about it to see, you know, if I, if I own it. Yeah. And I think the funniest one that I made, it was one girl told me, you know, you look like a cow. And I told her, <laughs> you know, you can milk me later, sweetheart. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I'll go move. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think that was her and her, um, and her girlfriend. They went looked at each other and they're like, oh, shoot, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> that shit was funny, and they started laughing because they're like, "That was that was that, that was funny though." But you know, so uh, let's let's segue into talking about. So we talked about shit tests. Let's talk about uh, red flags. And since I already talked about uh, blackout chick, that which I talked about in uh, a tale of two train wrecks episode, uh, that chick was like all red flags from the, like from the get-go, but I made the mistake of sort of ignoring them, you know, like on the first date, because I was like, there's no way, there's no way she's like this every, like all the time. And then the second date, it was like, oh shit, no, she really is like this all the fucking time. (laughs) It's like, it's like coach says, right. Don't even, uh, when people show you who they really are, you know, believe them. Yeah. Yeah, that's really true too. And uh, another book that I I like to talk about a lot is uh, Dating Essentials for Men. And Dating Essentials for Men by Dr. Robert Glover. He also wrote uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy. He he says in his book, like, pay attention to red flags and absolutely do not ignore them. Because if a chick is like really cute, really pretty, sometimes it's easy to like overlook certain things, you know, because you're like, Ah, but she's cute though you know yeah it's like coach says you have to be um damn that's what i'm looking for like take a step back yeah. don't just you know throw yourself in look uh oh yeah there we go uh be objective about it you know don't do don't just ignore that shit well one thing too that both uh cory wayne and dating uh uh, Dr. Glover talks about in Dating Essentials for Men is um, Corey talks about writing out your your list of wants and don't wants, you know, for your dream girl, and that's like kind of law of attraction stuff. But it's also very important to so that you recognize red flags that are absolute like deal breakers. No, no, for no, you. no, yeah. So like one of them, like I added after the blackout chick was like you know, someone that has substance abuse issues, you know, like someone that's just clearly not in control of their faculties 
<laughs> you know, cause I, I like to drink, you know, I like to have a good time and stuff like that, but I'm not like fall down, pass out drunk, especially when I go out to a bar, like a public bar. Mm -mm. I'm yeah. having maybe one or two drinks, you know, but I'm not getting so sloppy drunk that I can't even recognize my car when I walk up to it. You know what I mean? And that's how blackout chick was. That was like a, like just a blaring, that wasn't just a red flag. It was like a fucking red siren. <laughs> well, I think, but was it you about the other girl, other chick too that had a, no, I don't think it was for you. The, the had a mental problems. I forgot what who it was. No, um, I don't. I forgot think who so. it was. I think I read it somewhere or heard it somewhere. I, I forgot who it was. Someone on the but, page. It was dating no, someone with mental issues or what? Yeah, like you know, she had a. Who was it? Was it? Was it Luke? I don't think so. No, but you know, he was. Oh yes, about, yes, it was Luke. It was Luke because there was a. There was a chick in one of his uh, dating apps that said that she had some kind of like advanced PTSD and was looking for someone to help her with her PTSD. And Luke was like, mm, maybe I'll give her a shot. But then he, he smartened up and was like, you know what? I don't think this is for me. And he said, sorry, I don't, I don't think this is going to work out and unmatched her or something like that. Because he was smart. He saw that as a red flag and he didn't ignore it. Uh. Then I'm gonna tell you a little story. This sure. happens to one of my friends, and he went out with this girl, and I guess you know they got everything got hot and heavy real quick, and they got a. Uh, what's my thought? That's the word I'm like. They got a uh, exclusive real fast. Mm -hmm. I would say like a month, month and a half. And me and my other friends saw, you know, the red flags, but he didn't. But yeah. um, one day he found out he was talking to, she was talking to another guy. Mm. And immediately, like after that happened, immediately he broke up with her. And okay. then, you know, you know, that's a, that's a like a red flag. But then she begged him to come back. You know, she won't do it again. She even deleted the guy's phone number and everything. Mm. And then uh, I think it was six months later, after they, whenever they had a fight or, you know, he didn't know, know how to communicate. Yeah. She would talk to another guy. Oh, Corey and talks he, about that in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he, you know, again, the same thing happened, man. She, he broke up with her. He was like, nah, I don't want to do anything with you. Mm -hmm. And then she begged. She came back. And then they had a kid. And everything was good for a while. But then, like, something happened. You know, you get complacent. Mm -hmm. And you don't, you start taking care of, of stuff. Well, when that happened, she cheated with another guy. Oh, yeah. And man, that 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 broke him, man. And after that, she he wanted to go back with her. And I'm, I told him, bro, don't do that, bro. That's that's weak. You yeah. Know, she she doesn't respect you. She's like, man, but I love her. I'm like, bro, just trust me. You know, it's just like just a low quality girl. Don't yeah. do it. Don't do it. And then uh, she got pregnant by the other guy. Oh. oh shoot bro and then that hurt even more because he, he got stabbed you know like shoot bro 
you know, I, I felt for him because every time I would go see him, yeah, he was he was like tearing up, he was like crying, and then I put it up, put up with it for a bit, you know, like the book says, you guys fans will take care, of, take take it for a while, but after like three months, I'm like, bro, you gotta get over this shit, bro, because you know you're bringing me down. Yeah. <laughs> then and then I think about six months later, he healed. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, bro, thank you, man, for all that advice you gave me, man, because, you know, that really cheered me up. And I was like, that's what I do, man. And then I thought, do not go back to her ever. And so, yeah, like, I won't. But yeah, that's, that's what happens when you ignore uh, red flags. Sooner or later, they're going to. Oh, shit. I, um, so my last, I, I talk about her uh, occasionally on the podcast, but my last long term uh, girlfriend that I had, I had, I dated her for four and a half years. She was the, my first like real girlfriend after I got divorced. And she was just like, like I, in hindsight, because I was so blinded by love. I uh, like, I, I just ignored all the fucking red flags with her. And in hindsight, I've actually, a part of my healing process is going back and like looking at those red flags going, I should have fucking ended it there. I should have ended it there, you know? So I, I can give you s- several examples. So our very first date, um, she was like very forward. She was like, grab my hands. You know, she was like rubbing her butt up against me and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. like, she just like, uh, we went, uh, we started off at a bar. We ended up going to like a, a restaurant and then out of the restaurant, she just like attacked me out, out of the car, just starts making out with me, gets me in the front seat. She's like, is we're making out hot and heavy. And then she's like, I want to get a hotel room and stuff like that. And I was just like, what the fuck? But to be honest, like I sort of needed that at that time because I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I hadn't dated really in like 16 years and I was waiting for like written invitations for chicks, you know, like to, to even go in for a kiss. So I sort of needed that to kind of break me out of my shell or else I, I would have probably floundered on the dating circuit for another like fucking two years or something. So there was that she was a little too forward. Then after I got to know her, I found out she has she had three kids with three different dads. So, so, I mean, the fact that she wanted to fuck on the first date and she has three kids with three different dads, like that immediately, what does that tell you? Tells me that she's a slut. Yeah. <laughs> tells me she's a slut. Um, then uh, let's see what else, what else was uh, going on at the time. Her ex-husband was a, uh, he was like this big dude. He was like, I don't know, six, two, like 400 pounds. Like just a big fucking man. And, uh, one time like she, she, and she and her ex-husband didn't get along well. That's another thing that that's sort of a red flag. If someone like just absolutely doesn't get along with their exes, just like out of spite, that's kind of a red flag. You know, like you can, I get like, I don't like my ex-wife, but I'm cordial with her and I work with her. I try to anyway. And, but her and her ex-husband, she would like do stuff out of spite to him. And, and uh, one time, like, I guess he came over to get something and she wasn't home and she told her kids, don't let, don't let him in the house to get his stuff. And so he kicked the fucking door in, you know, of her house. (laughs) That's a red flag. You know, like what? I'm going to have this like, 400 pound fucking six foot five guy kicking down doors and shit when i'm coming over here that's a 
I don't want, I don't want that smoke, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so there's that. Um, what else? Um, uh, a or, good one for me. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, but uh, I think one girl that I dated, uh, she was on her phone all the time. You know, mm -hmm. we were talking and she was always, always like, put the phone down, grab it, text, put it down. And then that tells you, you know, uh, the person that's on the other end is more important than you. And the mistake yeah. I did is I went out with her again. <laughs> and I saw that again. And then I was like, wait a minute. Am I, why am I putting with this bullshit? And yeah. Yeah, that, that's definitely a red flag. Um, my, uh, so another thing my, uh, my ex-girlfriend had was her second son. Uh, when she, she got pregnant with him, it was like some random night. She, she, got, her, uh, she got her own apartment. She already had like her older daughter. She had her older daughter like in high school, you know, she got pregnant like her senior year in high school. She moved out, got her own place, decided it was cool to party and she fucked some other guy, got pregnant. And then she was like, oh, you know, I can't, I can't have two kids right now. So she was going to give her son up for adoption. And, but her, the, the, the man's parents wanted to fight for custody so they hired a lawyer and they were like, no, we're going to fight for custody for that, that kid. So instead of like just saying, okay, well, I was going to give him up for adoption anyway. You guys are more than welcome to take care of him. She was like, no. Oh, you want him? I'm going to, and then she fought for custody of him just so that he couldn't have fucking custody. Really? That's a fucking red flag. Um, God, uh, what else? I mean, she, she had a lot, but the, at the end though, like I'll, I'll, I'll sort of wrap up this story at the end of our relationship. I went down to her house and like, I had been going down to her house every other week for four years. And I go down to her house one time and I'm like, where's my dog's bed? Cause I used to leave some stuff down there. I'm like, where's my dog's bed? Oh, I put it in the closet. Okay. Like you've never done that before. Where's my toothbrush? Like I'm getting ready for bed. Where's my toothbrush? Oh, I put it down here in the drawer. Why? Like you've never done that before. She like put all my shit away. In hindsight, I look back, she had uh, her current boyfriend, like her new boyfriend. She she had him over at her house because he was letting her borrow uh, a ladder and like a spray painter so she could spray like so she could paint her bedroom in her new place. I'm 99.9% sure, sure that she had that guy over and fucked him. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know for sure. I don't have actual evidence. But the fact that she hit all of the shit that it was is normally out all the time because this guy comes over. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, and now they're together. They're like, it's oh, a year later. That. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I see what happened. All right. But I just like ignored it. I was just like, okay, yeah, that's plausible that you thought to put my toothbrush in a drawer when your toothbrush is out. That doesn't, you know, like. It doesn't yeah. click right away. Right. Yeah. Cause you like, you want to trust the person you're with, like why, you know, but she in hindsight like i said in hindsight is always 2020 she had so many red flags that i just ignored over four and a half years you also got to uh listen carefully to what a woman says uh i think that's one that i went out with mm -hmm. and she straight up told me you know uh i'm not faithful in my relationships and i was like oh, whoa shoot. but like i didn't react to anything i was like yeah in my head i was like oh shoot Five minutes later, I'm like, check, please. <laughs> and I'm yeah. almost out of there. 
I, was, then, I, I think that's kind of almost unusually honest though because most chicks don't say stuff like that thing. and you have to sort of take what they say with a grain of salt and just and watch how they act but the fact that she was just blunt about it like i'm not faithful like if we get together i'm fucking other dudes like, no, I, was, I was talking to her and then she just came blurted out and i was like oh shoot uh, okay yeah that would be a that would be an immediate done that was that's why i'm like <laughs> okay thank you Next, please. Yeah, it's funny. Like, so in the books, they talk about uh, for shit tests, you know, like this is how you handle them. But with red flags, I mean, really, all you can do, all you could really do is pay attention to them and don't ignore them. If, yeah, and if they're, if they're on your absolute like do not want list in your like list of wants and do not wants, like make sure that you're reviewing that shit like every day because. And you're pay, paying attention to that kind of stuff when they show up because you're like, oh shit, I like this chick, but this red flag, it's it's on my list. It's on my list of do not wants. Like, is she is she gonna be worth it? Because I think in the long run, she's gonna be more trouble than she's worth. Yeah, I mean, once you become uh emotionally invested, man, it's, it's kind of hard to uh uh let go. You kind of make excuses and you're like, nah. She- Nah, she won't it's do okay. it. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right, man. Nah, nah. But then, uh, like Coach says, the moment you slip up mm-hmm. and you, uh, you know, start acting weak or uh, you uh, make her your priority, that's the moment, you know, they it shows up like right away, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, let me uh, just change gears here real quick. Let me ask you, um, like, what what led you to first read, like, How to Be a 3% Man and, and some of these other books? Like, well, what happened in your life that you, you were like, I need to read this shit? Mm, okay. I found the book, believe it or not, 10 years ago. Okay. And I think I was going to, uh, I finished high school and then I was talking to this girl and then, you know, she was really into me looking back at it. She was really, really, really into me. And then she was giving me the signs, you know, ask me out. Uh, I want you, you know, just go for it. And I was like, uh, when the book says, you know, you know, you hesitate, you don't make a move, stuff like that. So Corey actually two, says, if you hesitate, you masturbate. Yeah. And then <laughs> two weeks later, man, she, she didn't, she didn't, she didn't want to do anything with me. Like, she was like, nah, you're weak. You know, I don't want you. Mm. And, then, and, I, and I pursued her for a little, but then I was like, you know, something's wrong here. You know, I don't know what it is. Yeah. So I went in and type, uh, I went to YouTube and type uh, videos, random videos. And then coach showed up. And then he's like, this, this, does this happen to you? And then I was like, oh, shit, it did, it did, it did, it did. And then it was like, everything makes sense. Mm-hmm. And back then, he didn't have an audible. He only had the, uh, he only had the uh, book uh, hardcover on uh, paper or what's the other one? Uh, Paperback? No, no, no. The uh, the one of oh, the Kindle. There we go. Oh, so yeah, I Kindle. got I got it on Kindle, and I read it twice. 
twice and i was like oh man i got this you know how like what coach says oh man we double time 15 times because yeah it's a mindset it's, it's not a quick fix i'm like no i'm good i'm good i'm good so i think it was like six months later yeah there was i was working at a grocery store nice talking and there was this beautiful girl that used to work at night mm-hmm. so i was like screw it let, let, let's try this shit out and uh, I asked her out, like, like right in front of her, like, you know, like the book says, don't, it's more masculine to ask a girl out in person than over the phone. So I did set up the date and everything. And the date went all good. But then when I went for the kiss, she gave me the cheek. And I was like, all right, all right, cool. I didn't lose my shit. I'm like, all right, cool. And then we kept talking and yeah. I'm like, all right, good night. And I went, I went for the kiss again. And she gave me the chicken. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I was like, you know what? Not worth it. I don't like, I was like hardcore. I'm like, nah, just, just out. I don't yeah. want her. I was like, ah, screw it. And then I was like, uh, oh yeah. But before I remember something she told me, because you know how the book tells you not to over text. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know, the fun is just for setting dates. I was hardcore on that. And I was like, replying short, doing anything. And she's like, man, I want you to text me right away. And you know, I want you to keep the conversation going. And I was like, okay. But I didn't know that shit, you know, because yeah, back then I didn't know. So to wrap it up, uh, I was like, no, she's out. Deleted her phone number. You know what, you know what happened? Uh, like two days later, she shows, she shows, shows up. Yeah. Uh, later at night, and then she's still you know, trying to talk to me. I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, oh, everything cool? You know, hey, uh, so what's going on? I'm like, nothing. I'm just working. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, are we going out again? And I was like, mm, maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm busy right now. I'm like, yeah. And then she, after that happened, man, she was like hardcore. She wanted to get me. I'm like, you, you, you know, you held back. It's funny, isn't it? Like, the chick, chicks really are like cats. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just, you, you have to act like, you act like you don't want them. And then they're like, why doesn't he want me? And then they just, yeah, they're like, yeah, now it's a challenge. And they're like, oh, I, I've got to win this guy over. It's. Yeah, but uh, after that, uh, I left that job and I, I never heard back from her. Uh-huh. So it was cool. And then, uh, like the other one, like the, the chick that I was telling you about. Like I fucked up so bad and that yeah. was three years ago. And that's because I didn't fucking read the book. Read the book. Mm-hmm. I only read the book five times by that point in seven years. Mm. So I was like, you know, I was like one of those guys, you know, uh, cherry picking what Coach says here yeah. and there, watching the videos. And what, what was it? Seven years later, I think it was uh with this girl i screwed up so bad man because she shit tested the shit out of me and the i I think after two months pass i was like you know what she's not gonna call me back and i was looking at some photos deleted them yeah like "Eh, i won't see her again you know i fucked up and at that point i was doing uh, crossfit Mm -hmm. man I was like, uh, I was bummed out, but you know, I forgot about it. I'm like, fuck it. Later that night, man, she shows, she shows up and I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. 
And she was, you know, looking around, but she seemed disinterested. And you know what coach says, you know, when somebody shows up, somebody that blew you off shows up, you don't pursue them. You say hi and then you do your shit. Yeah. So after that, I did my workout. I was like, cool. I left. And then she stayed. Well, about about a month later, I saw the text. And I was like, eh, you know what? I don't want to. I fucked up. I don't want to see this shit. Deleted that shit, man. And that night, man, she shows up again. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Uh-huh. And I was like, man, this is this is like this is like the I felt like the universe was testing me. You know, are you uh, have you gone past this? I don't know. Coach talks about it in the book, you know. No, no, not on the book, but on, on several episodes. Have you gone past, you know, are you over this? Have you conquered this challenge? You know, are you going to pursue this goal again? That's what I felt like. I was like, nah, not really worth it. Yeah. So the final time I deleted her phone number. You know what? Screw it. I think it was six months later or five. Screw mm-hmm. it. Deleted her phone number, man. That night, man, she, saw, she saw, shows up and I was like, what the fuck? It's going on here. I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, that was like the, the weirdest, weirdest story because I was like, every time I would delete something, she would show up. And I was like, I know that was strange for me. That was the strangest uh, thing. I don't know what, I, what if you have like a similar story whenever, you know, the book talks about um, no contact. Yeah. Well, um, I think the, the only kind of no contact story that I can think of in recent memory is, um, so, uh, the anniversary of the breakup of, of my last long-term girlfriend was, uh, was July 5th. So like the day after the 4th of July. And I had, I had several dates lined up that weekend. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but I talk about her on the podcasts in the past. Uh, there's shit test girl and there's could have kissed you longer girl. Yeah. I so, so I was dating those, those chicks right about that time and uh, shit test girl. I was supposed to have a date with her Friday. So that was, I think July 4th. And then the next more, the next day on Saturday, I was supposed to have a lunch date. And I know coach says don't get have lunch dates, but I broke yeah. that rule. And I, I had a lunch date scheduled with this other chick I met on match. And, and then I had a date scheduled Sunday with could have kissed you longer girl. Well, shit test girl canceled on me Friday. And then that lunch date chick canceled on me Saturday, the next day. Oh no, sorry. This year, uh, July 4th was Saturday. July 5th was Sunday. So, uh, but yeah, shit test girl canceled Friday. That lunch date girl canceled Saturday, July 4th. And so I was like, I sort of lost my center. You know, like you have two back-to-back cancellations like that. It fucking hits you. you Yeah. So I was just like, man, what the fuck, you know? Um, And so I was like, I really lost my center. And like right about midnight, on July 4th into July 5th, I, I just like had a moment of weakness. I checked my ex-girlfriend's Facebook page and she normally keeps everything locked down. And so like no updates, she hadn't made updates in like almost a year, you know, public updates. And so I was expecting just to get a, go on there, see nothing's changed and go to bed. Well, no, it was the anniversary of our breakup. She decided to make 
all these posts public of her and her new boyfriend and how fucking in love she was and <laughs> you know oh look at they're having such a good time paddleboarding and all this stuff like paddleboarding specifically because i was like i'm never going paddleboarding you know like <laughs> she was always like <laughs> she was always like let's go paddleboarding i was like i'm never doing that shit so yeah she's got all this stuff where they're out tubing and paddleboarding and i'm just like fucking shit and for some reason it just like wrecked me you know, it was a year later and I thought I was over her and clearly I wasn't because it just absolutely wrecked me. But mainly because like it was she was with that guy and I go, that's the fucker that brought over the ladder and the spray paint, you know. <laughs> and so true. and so uh, anyways, it wrecked me. And so uh, I decided to block her on Facebook and just so that I wouldn't be tempted to go back yeah. and look at her shit. Well, so that was like beginning of July. Well, sometime near the end of August she reached out to me and uh, we hadn't even like had any kind of interaction or text interaction like in months, like not since the beginning of the year, probably maybe like right after lockdown happened. And, um, and that was just like passing interaction. I think I started reading these, these dating books. And I was like, maybe I can get her back in my rotation or something. So I reached out to her. She basically blew me off and hadn't heard from her since. So anyway, she, all of a sudden she reaches out to me out of nowhere, probably after like a good four or five months. And uh, she's like, Hey, I know this is really random, but I noticed you blocked me and stuff. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I, I blocked you. I go, it was, it, was mainly, it was more for me than it was for you though. And she's like, well, it's really, it's really a shame that, you know, it, that either that you felt like you had to do that or something like that. And I was like, like so i just did reply back to that and she's like you know um i was really hoping that we could be friends oh shit, no, never never so ever, i replied back friend. i said i'm not interested in being friend zoned i hope you uh, i hope you and your family are doing well that's and another then, and, uh and then i deleted her fucking shit off i was like i don't i don't want to hear from you anymore that's another <laughs> uh common shit test that you're gonna hear yeah yeah well, yeah yeah the, let's be friends let's bullshit. be friends yeah, so well you, you don't want to do that well, well, yeah, let me just touch on, on that little shit test. Um, and then maybe we'll wrap up here. So my current girlfriend, Marine Corps girl, she had it on. So I met her on Bumble and she had on her profile, like a bunch of stuff like, uh, you know, U.S. Marine Corps veteran, you know, love my country, you know, God fearing and stuff like that. And then at the end, it said, let's be friends. I was like, what? Who the fuck goes on dating apps? to be friends, you know? So on, on our date, like our first date, you know, we, we, I took her to, a, or I met her at a bar and then I took her to a, a local park and we walked around the a lake and we're chatting. And so we're, we ended up by my car and we're talking and I brought that up. I said, so what's up with your profile? You know, it says, let's be friends. I'm like, are you on dating apps to look for friends? She's like, well, no, I put that on there because I felt like if things don't work out on a date, you know, at least we can be friends. Like I can get a good friendship out of it. And I said, you know, I go, I feel like if you're on a dating app looking, looking for, you know, friends, or you're, you're even putting that out there, I go, you're going to just going to end up putting a lot of guys in the friend zone. And then she was like, she started backtracking a little bit. And I just, I went in for the kiss at that time. Cause I was like, we're not going to be friends. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to go for it, man. Cause if you, I got like a beta. Yeah, you got to, like Corey says, you, uh, if you, you want to be her lover, you got to do what lovers do. Yeah, lovers do, yeah. Lovers kiss. So, 
you know, yeah, I was just like, yeah, we're not going to be friends. So I went, just went in for the kiss and it's all over after that. <laughs> yeah. And, and I see that in a lot of uh, online dating profiles. Oh, let's be friends first. I'm like, mm. yeah, when I see that, I'm almost like immediately like swipe left, you know, <laughs> I'm like, if that's what, let's be friends first. No, you, you don't start off being friends. That just doesn't work. I don't care what okay. anybody says. Uh, have you uh, seen uh, communication uh, mastery uh, videos? The, no. Have you seen the episode of uh, Men Lead, Woman Follows? I haven't, on, seen that. Uh, I haven't seen that one. Is that a Corey Wayne one? Yeah, that's a Corey Wayne one. And, and I, I really suggest uh, the video he talks about, you know, James Bond. Yeah. And um, how it's like it's like a break breakdown of the of a scene and this girl it's Casino Royale I believe it is okay and the girl's shit testing Bond like nonstop yeah non-stop, yeah yeah nonstop and then he's like he's like smirking like uh, and saying just the right things man at the right time and the the guy does like a magnificent 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 job breaking down the video on I- how to react and what to say. I think I've seen that one where, where it's like uh, Bond does the pull-up scene and he's like, hey, you want to go get some drinks? And it's that lady who uh, is married and she's like, I'm not, I'm afraid I'm not that kind of girl. And he goes, or maybe you're just out of practice, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bond, yeah. 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 So yeah, that I, I recommend that channel because uh, if you keep looking uh, through other video, videos, I don't know. Do you know who Craig Ferguson is? No. He used to host uh late night show oh like, yeah craig for for yeah, yeah, yeah back okay. then and then he breaks him down too mm. and he shows all these episodes where the girls are shit testing him and he yeah. is just he does this beautiful job of you know passing them and he's like nah you know and then he shows you how to be um playful you know just go with the flow don't don't take it personally yeah so that's that's one uh, channel that I really, really recommend the guys to watch because it helps a lot. Because I've done it, and trust me, some of the girls, I'm like, oh, shoot. You know, mm-hmm. they start throwing their hair. I'm like, oh, shoot. You know, and, and, and a guy never, you know, has talked to me like this before. I'm like, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> All right uh, let me ask you one question, then we'll, we'll wrap this up. What does being a 3% man mean to you? I would say it's like a, a way of life, man. It's, uh, I think that you talked about it. It's like a mindset. Mm-hmm. Hmm, how can I word this? Let me see. Corey talks about it in his videos too. Yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to worry because it's like... Um, Go and follow your purpose, man. Don't don't follow women. That I, for my thing, you know, because once once you change that perspective, perspective, and you and you switch the uh, you know the script, yeah, you see the world differently. You know, it's like it's like unplugging from the matrix. The way I see it, and the coach talks about it. You know, you you see things differently you stay in this calm uh state and mm-hmm. 
it's kind of hard to explain. I don't, I don't know if this is making sense or not, but for me, it's like, it's just a way of life, you know, you know, I, I, it's kind of hard to explain, man, you know, it's, it's just, you own it. Yeah. You own it, you know, and, and if you have to own it. I think, I think I, uh, I think I know where you're, you're talking about. I, I, I posted in the comments on a, a guy's post, I think yesterday he was asking, uh, what did he say? How do you stop? Was it like? getting so emotionally involved in people right i think that's what i it was. think i read about it that one yeah yeah something like that and i commented i said you know the reason why coach tells us to read the book 10 to 15 times isn't just so that we understand the material you know and like we can memorize the the material and stuff like that it's because when you start you have that kind of repetition on a especially a book like that like a playbook right yeah, you're listening to it all the time. It seeps into your subconscious and that changes your paradigm. You know, it changes like the way you think and doing that just basically reprograms your mind and it does become a mindset. It becomes who you are and, and, and you don't even have to memorize like all the yeah the sayings that he says in the book because it's, it's more of a concept than it is. Like, it just naturally yeah. comes in and it clicks. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Have you uh, given the book to, to friends and then they don't like? I've tried to. Yeah. I have a cousin. I, I think I talked about it on previous podcasts. I have a cousin who just has the shittiest time with women. He just got into a divorce and then immediately got himself into like a, a relationship that failed like within like a week. He, he fucking moved out of state to, to chase this chick in Oregon. And then she like that that didn't work out like after a week and all of a sudden now he's fucking stuck in Oregon. I was like, bro, you got to read this fucking book. And I told him that before he left and he ignored me. And they went up there and I'm just like, when are you gonna read this book, man? No, I'm, uh, no, I'm gonna get around to it. Uh, you know, it's it's always like excuses and excuses are like assholes. <laughs> Everyone's got <laughs> them. They all stink. So I don't know. Like I, I just sort of look at it like, all right, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Yeah, and then I think there's a quote from I, I don't know if you've seen the Matrix. Oh sure, yeah. And then there's a quote that Morpheus says that you know some people live in the in the system and they can't get out. Yeah. Well, that there's, that's. There's, oh, go ahead. They're so what's it called into the system that you know they can't break that pattern. Yeah. And it takes somebody. Um, I guess it takes something like uh for us guys it's like pain or consequences i think that's what coach says kind of yeah most of us learn uh painfully yeah well that's kind of, i mean that's where the whole concept of the red pill you know like rollo tomasi and the red pill that all comes from the matrix and how you know we're all brought up in the matrix we don't know any different until someone gives us that red pill that wakes yeah. us up to show us women's nature you know and uh, I just did a, an episode with, with Guy Gustafson about that sort of thing. And like, there, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like understanding women's nature, like how they're hypergamous and, you know, and they're always looking for the best possible mate and, and stuff like that. Understanding that and then taking coaches work with 3% man and how to navigate that is like the perfect. The yeah, and perfect then once you uh, apply atomic attractions to yeah yeah it makes 
I, I, I would say like atomic attraction bridges the gap between rational male <laughs> Rolo Tomasi yeah. and Corey Wayne. Uh, like uh, the perfect middle book would be atomic attraction. Absolutely. Yeah, man. I, I gave him uh, the book to many people, man. And then they just, they don't want to pick it up and they just rather keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over. It's like, it's like when you have a teenager and they think they know everything, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, until they absolutely want to change, they're not going to change. All right. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you uh, staying with me late on a, on a Tuesday night to record this. That's fine, man. All right, dude. I'll talk to you later. All right. I want to thank Pedro again for coming on. It's always fun for me to have conversations with you guys from the 3% Man Facebook group. These topics are really important because shit tests happen all the time and you need to know how to handle them. Red flags are super important to pay attention to as well. They are easy to overlook and before you know it, you're stuck in a toxic relationship. Obviously, if you've read the book, you know that already. (laughs) All right, guys. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Come On, Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.